You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. So we are sticking in, uh, we're sticking with uh, SCOM right now, just uh, given the um, <laughs> developments, all the developments, the host of developments that we've heard uh, regarding SCOM in the uh, past 24 hours. There's actually a really thought-provoking article on MoneyWeb. I do encourage you to read it and make up uh, your own mind. But the article is about the terms and the conditions that the finance minister, Enoch Gorongwana, did attach to the 554 billion rand in debt relief that it provided for ESCOM or plans to provide for ESCOM. So my colleague, Greg Fanika, actually argues quite well that uh, the uh, relief and the terms and conditions attached to it support quite well the arguments that Andre Dorato, the claims more accurately put, more accurately put that Andre Dorato made, uh, the claims of corruption within government corridors as it does pertain to alleged looting at ESCOM still. And he argues that perhaps the minister is trying to circumvent such behavior going forward by attaching such strong uh, criteria uh, to the debt relief. We've got Roger Lilly, independent energy analyst, on to weigh in on this matter. Roger, thanks so much for your time. Just your thoughts on the conditions attached to the debt relief and whether they do give merit in any way to the allegations coming out of the ex-CEO under Dorator. Good evening, Fifi. Thank you for inviting me to your show and good evening to your listeners. Evening. Yeah, look, this is, this is obviously a, a very serious thing um, that, that's happened. Uh, Scopa has, uh, has, you know, uh, gave a report in January where it, it said that uh, fixing the, the failing uh, electricity generators that Eskom has, plus adding additional megawatts to the, to the grid, uh, both have to happen simultaneously if load shedding is going to be is is going to be something of the past. Um, now this has been said again and again and again. And three years ago, the the CEO Andre Dorator asked uh, Gwedi Mantasha the you know for an additional four thousand to six thousand megawatts of power, so that uh, he he could retire uh, some of the older unreliable generating plant um, and take other uh, generating plants offline for for in-depth and long-term repair work because he knew that there would be additional power to to enable that. But as we know, that additional power has not been forthcoming. And over the three years, our load shedding situation has gotten worse and worse and worse. Um, And, you know, with, with deeper and deeper stages of you know starting at stage two stage two and three and four were fairly common and then suddenly it's jumped to six and looks like stage six is now the new normal mm-hmm. um so obviously things are you know serious in, in at, at Eskom power stations sure not to uh paint andre Dorita as a as a white knight in any form and excuse the pun because we do need to remember that when he started he did say that he could fix load shedding in 18 months and that didn't happen in fact he leaves with the uh highest record of load shedding under his under his leadership but yes. But 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 uh, he said some serious stuff. I mean, around a billion rand being uh, uh, taken allegedly uh, from uh, ESCOM 
a month, stolen. In fact, uh, are the words yeah. he used in the in the ENCA interview. I suppose, I suppose the question then is, with these uh, uh, conditions that are attached to the relief, do you reckon that ESCOM will be able to uh, hold up its end of the bargain? Well, I think the it's it's a it's a big task um, for the new board and for the new CEO. Who is that, um, by the way? <laughs> Pardon? Who is the new CEO? Do we know? Well, we, we don't know. Okay, okay. We, we don't know. And it was also a surprise that they would send the writer packing without at least an acting uh, being announced. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. We, we, we have suspicions um, of, of people that may have been earmarked or identified uh, to stand in the position, but I'm, I'm not at liberty to mention names. Okay. But I can say this much, that one of the accusations against the writer uh, was the fact that he was not an engineer, which means that perhaps they're going to look at an engineer uh, for this position. Um, to be truthful with you, looking back over the, the history of the last 11 CEOs that the C, that, the, that Eskim has had, um, the concern is that, that they're going to appoint someone who will do the bidding of the minister. Mm. And that's not necessarily in the best interests of the country, mm. sadly. Mm. Roger, I'm sorry I derailed you from the point that you were trying to make in terms of whether you think that ESCOM will be able to hold up its end of the bargain. I mean, uh, making reference to uh, interference, uh, over-interference of the uh, minister, the public enterprises minister, which Andre also uh, mentioned in, in, in that interview. So so yeah. part of the conditions are that there is a... Um, a international consortium um, yeah. that has been uh, appointed to review the coal-fired uh, power uh, stations and that upon that uh, a review, um, the recommendations of this uh, consortium uh, need to be implemented and, and, and amongst, amongst, other, amongst other things. But uh, do you reckon ESCOM will be able to uh, hold up its end of the bargain and perhaps the appointment of this external party with external recommendations outside of the Ministry of uh, Enterprises, do you think perhaps that could potentially limit any um, interventionist behavior that shouldn't be happening? Yeah, look, uh, I also watched that uh, that interview of Andre de Reiter, and it sounds to me from what he said that the problems are so systemic that it's going to be almost a, a, you know, a, a clean sweep that's going to be required because I think there are people there now who've embedded themselves into ESKIM and understand their systems and how to get around some of the checks and balances, it would seem. But I mean... The new board, and and because it is a new board, it, it's, it hasn't been there long. Sure. Um, and the new CEO are going to have to tackle building new uh, transmission and distribution uh, infrastructure. They're going to have to focus on repairing generation equipment. They're going to have to focus on improving the uh, energy availability factor. And they're going to have to try and do this all at the same time. Um, and to my mind, the, the, the only way forward is to get the, the private sector to provide additional electricity, which is what uh, has now been allowed, um, so that, you know, pressure can be relieved from Eskom to do that. You know, this is, 
this is a very complicated matter because you've, you've got a, a technical side, hence the need for some kind of engineering understanding, but you've also got a management issue because people are doing as they please, and that's a management matter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's really, um, I, I, I don't know how the new CEO will do things any different to the one who's just left. Um, and I don't know if the new CEO will be able to stop load shedding any quicker than the one who, who just left has. Perhaps um, per, perhaps on the point of people uh, doing what they shouldn't be, uh, perhaps maybe the uh, you know extra pair of eyes that police that is the new Ministry of Electricity. Again, we're waiting details on that. Who is not reporting to the Minister of Public Enterprises, but is someone coming out of the presidency? Yeah. Well, there again, this is an interesting decision by the president because I think if if I was the minister of public enterprises, I would rather I would be insulted by such a statement because it means you don't trust me to look after Eskom, so you've appointed someone else to go and do it on my behalf. Yeah. Um, so to me, that was a very strange decision, a very strange statement for the president to make in in, in the Sona that an additional person needs to be in place to look after Eskom because it implies that the the current incumbent is not doing so. Yeah. Just parting a shot um, and what you make of uh, what message this could be uh, sending. Just um, in terms of the um, the operational recommendations for the coal-fired plants and and the like, and the yes. fact that um, the uh, S-commerce concession or the power stations um, with clear targets for the electricity availability factor and operations. In fact, that concession is coming out of the requirements in the budget speech uh, listed by the uh, minister yesterday. Some, yes. some, some think perhaps uh, that condition on concession um, is an invitation there to the uh, private sector running the uh, plants and, you know, by virtue of that privatization of ESCOM, ESCOM has said, or Treasury has said that it, ESCOM won't be privatized right now. But what do you think that means? Yeah, I, w- w- what I think is that the private sector will have a role to play. I doubt very much that the private sector will go and buy a power station from ESCOM. Um, but I do think that the private sector will be able to produce electricity uh, to supply in parallel to Eskom, as as we've seen already with the Renewable Energy Independent Power Producers Program. But I think we need to see something uh, bigger and accelerated and perhaps not feeding into the grid because when you feed it into the grid, there's all sorts of uh, regulations and controls and there are limitations. Eskom has said so already. Um, so what they need to be doing is they need to be feeding this electricity perhaps into the municipal supply or into directly into large uh, factories and large uh, power users, because by doing that, they then relieve the pressure off Eskom and give power to the rest of the country. Um, so I think we're going to see uh, the private sector getting involved with some of the big mining companies and, and perhaps uh, you know uh, other large manufacturers to try and add power there directly. So to circumnavigate the problems uh, in connecting through the national grid, um, but at the same time helping Eskom by by relieving Eskom of some of the load um, and reducing the, at least the stages of load shedding, if not load shedding completely. All right. Roger, we'll leave it there. Uh, won't be the last time we're talking this year, uh, but uh, we are out of time at this juncture. But thanks for uh, coming on the show. Uh, Roger Lilly, Independent Energy Analyst.
You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.